Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm just long day. Yeah. Cat things. Mew mew. Well, my kitty has hip dysplasia, so he's good. He just has to take medicine every day. Yeah, have fun with that. Y'all gonna introduce the podcast, or... We always talk first, Je- Devin. You've been here enough to know this. It's like she's trying to control my life. She's just trying to control this podcast. And like this she... podcast cannot be controlled. It's like she wants us to be professional. Like, you heard our promo. Well, the attempt at a promo. You heard us record the promo. <laughs> I did. I did. That was a hot mess. Fine. For Devin's request. This is... The Marble Forest Podcast. And I'm Amber. And I I guess I'm Jesse. I guess. I guess I'm Amber. Okay. If you're going to be Jesse, I guess I'll be Amber. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Things I did. I went to Florida. How's Florida? Florida was great. Did you see the Pink Hotel? I did see the Pink Hotel. I sent you a picture of the Pink Hotel. I sent you a Snapchat of us. Rolling on our golf cart. I got the Snapchat. <laughs> I was really pumped about it. We did not go inside because Brendan's like, I don't think we could go inside. I'm like, I bet you we can go inside. And he's just like, no. And it's like. He was just afraid of the ghosts. Probably. Me and too. So, but... so if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Don Cesar Hotel that From I talked about last two weeks ago. Last episode. Last episode. Yes. And. Um, we pretty much just slow rolled it and took a picture. <laughs> so Brennan and I went to St. Pete's Beach and we we rented um, a golf cart, a gas powered golf cart that we just drove around for like three hours. And mostly we were just doing a dumb scavenger hunt. And I want to do a scavenger hunt. Was it really a real scavenger hunt? Well, not like a ghostly scavenger hunt. No, but like a real scavenger hunt. Yeah. Do a scavenger hunt? Yeah. It was like $10 and you like signed up for this thing and you needed to take pictures of shit. Sidebar? Yeah. When I was little, my absolute literal favorite birthday party I ever had was my mom planned an entire scavenger hunt for my birthday party. And we had to like go to locations and get random shit for the birthday party. So really it was just my mom having us pick up like candles <laughs> and balloons <laughs> and going to Taco Bell and getting a pa- sauce packet. A taco I don't know. Pack? It was just random. Oh God, let's get a Taco 12. Pack. But it was so fun. And I also had two birthday cakes that year at the same party. Yep. So here's a picture of the hotel. Oh, it's so it's big. Like, it is so, so cool. big. And it's, like, sort of on a hill. Look how gorgeous it is. It's my Barbie Dreamcastle hotel that's haunted. (laughs) Yes. So, it is sort of, um, it's not on a hill. I would say that, like, the main entrance, you have to walk up that ramp to get to it. And we didn't know if we were allowed to park the golf cart up there, so we didn't (laughs) try to go into the hotel. Fair. Because, like, we we were rolling... In, in our golf cart. Ooh, it's very yellow. It is very yellow. And um, Did you name it? No. I would have. Yellow Submarine. I would have named it. Yeah, but the, like this was part of the scavenger hunt. was like to ring this bell. I would have named it the Banana Peel. That's adorable. I saw your post of you ringing a bell and I had no context. I was like, oh, this is Jesse ringing a bell. <laughs> yeah. No, it was part of a scavenger hunt and it's a really cute photo. Boomerang. That's fun. Yeah. 
And then, like, another part of this... Well, and then we, we drank and ate some food here because there's, like, a little food shack behind this bell. And the story behind that bell is, like, they ring... They say goodbye to the sun every day. Oh. Yeah. It's cute. I thought you were going to say their sons every day. And I was oh, like, yeah. just, they Bye, ship them out children. to sea. All the boys <laughs> who are sons, so all the boys get shipped out to sea every day and we ring a bell to say goodbye to them. Then they come back in the morning. I'm just like, yeah. bye, you little shits. <laughs> yeah, and so and then this was uh, part of the scavenger hunt as well was to find this beachside uh, game spot. That looked fun. I saw that and I was like, yeah. that looks fun. I want to do Brendan that. won. Okay. I, I messed it up and I didn't win. But uh, Brendan won. Yeah. Nice. But no, like, the, the Don Cesar Hotel is huge. It looks right? big. And Brendan and I took photos in front of it, and then we pretty much left, because... And I wanted to go see the beach side of it, but, like, we didn't know how to do anything where we were. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But I saw it with my real eyes. Wow. Your real ones, not your fake ones? Yeah, well, these are my fake ones, and then I took them off, and I'm like, oh my god, it's blurry. My real ones. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so pretty much Florida was just family alcoholism. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> By the way, we have Devin here, of course, and um, Michelle's chilling with us. She's cool. She's our friend. She really likes cooking, and she's fond of musicals, and she has Is single. Oh, she's single. Ladies and gentlemen. All true. <laughs> she is looking to mingle. You better like Pokemon. Slightly less true. Not mingling. <laughs> she loves to mingle, especially if you bring her Pokemon themed things. Or Doctor Who. Or Doctor Who. Or just all around not be a creep. Yeah. That's a good start. <laughs> just don't be creepy. This is now the... Let us find you a date podcast where we just tell us our attributes about you. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anything new besides you and Paco in the hip dysplasia? I work. Yep. You have a job. Uh, that's that's not That's this. not new. Let me think about new things. New. Yeah, I have nothing new to tell you. So I'm like down to just record yeah but i mean we're already recording but you know what i mean yeah so is Devin gonna flip the coin today or i mean yes but just oh. kind of like out of spirit <laughs> out of spirit it's me <laughs> <laughs> hey look it's still you <laughs> so we as a podcast went ghost hunting terrible no it wasn't okay looking back at it it wasn't terrible but it was also terrible at the same time yeah so i thought i'd take today to discuss where we went as like a story and then at the end we can talk about what we did sounds good sound good all right so we went ghost hunting at the Old Mill Museum in Dundee, Michigan, which is pretty much Toledo, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> pretty darn close. It's located along the banks of the River Raisin in Dundee, and it is a historical landmark in the village because of its large structure 
and the growth and economic development that it brought to the community. The Raisin River. The Raisin River. You know, where raisins go to, where grapes go to die. <laughs> where raisins go to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, for over the years, it served as a grist mill, a hydroelectric power plant, a Ford factory, and a fabricating factory. I actually really had no idea where we were going, like what the place did or anything. Well, they didn't tell us any history while we were there, so I'm giving it to you now. They didn't. I was actually kind of disappointed about that. (laughs) Me too. It has now been restored by community volunteers to create the historic museum. And it's full of early 1800s and 1900s antiques. Yes. Um, Lots of creepy mannequins. Tons of creepy mannequins. The one on the fucking stairs. The Indian guy. I literally, we walked up the stairs and, like, apparently Jesse, like, pointed, I pointed it, it out. out with my flashlight. <laughs> but I didn't see it. Like, I was just, like, not paying attention. And we walked back down the stairs. I was like, when did this get here? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those horror movies where it just appears. Seemed like it. Yeah. So I was listening to the... Because I had um, a voice recorder recording the entire time we were there. So I, I listened to it. And literally every time I passed it, you could hear me go fuck you because it creeped me out like every time i look up i'm like well the like, mannequins they were literally everywhere and they were like terrifying yeah there was like a little girl i that i also said fuck you too <laughs> that was like up on the third floor just standing in the corner what about yeah. the creepy baby doll oh my the god little... the creepy baby doll <laughs> And I love me some dolls. Like, I love a good creepy doll. All right. <laughs> but those were really creepy. <laughs> because they could have been haunted. So, it is nearby a dam that began, that was constructed out of logs in 1846. The three-story building was built in 1848 to 1849 by Alfred Wilkerson. And it was a grist mill. A grist mill... I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is a mill to ground grain to make flour. Okay. The building is a Greek revival architectural style that is popular in Monroe County in the 1840s, which honestly, in my opinion, is like Little White Farmhouse. Yeah. It's pretty much the style. Maybe with some cool columns, but like Little White Farmhouse. It just seemed like a little farmhouse to me. Yeah. Uh, The windows were double hung with multiple lights. The exterior doors were divided horizontally, so Dutch or barn doors, however you refer to them. Remember that creepy barn door? Yeah, that you didn't want to sit next to? Yeah. Yep. So, and and it was overall symmetrical. Uh, It had hand-honed beams, 10 by 10 inches for the main columns and the support of the building. Is hone. Hone. Hone? Is that hewn? (laughs) Hung? Devin. So what it means, I I don't know how to pronounce it, but what it means is to be cut or shaped with a heavy cutting instrument like an axe or a chisel. So it's like... Hewn? Hewn? Okay. Hand hewn beams that some person beat to death with an axe. They're like, who, this log looks good. And then they just like took an axe to it. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. The roof ion floors were made of oak, and there were two smaller additions at the rear of the mill, which used to be used to store flour barrels during those days, but they no longer exist. Uh, the Wilkerson's 
sold the mill to Henry Smith in 1880 for $8,000. What a generic name. Henry Smith? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this this passes hands a lot, and there's a lot of conversions for us today. Oh, we love a good conversion so, on this podcast. So $8,000 in 1880 would be $210,000 today. Jesus Christ. That's a, lo- that's a difference. Yeah. But and then they only sold it two years later to Captain R.B. Davis. That's a better name. Yeah. I like that one better. <laughs> and he built a new dam in 1897. Is he a beaver? You can't no. just go building dams if you're not a beaver. Are you sure about that? Are you saying it's cultural appropriation? Yes. <laughs> no. Pretty confident. Like, the dam in Nevada definitely was built all by beavers. The Hoover Dam? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yep. It's because those mask- beavers love to smack that concrete <laughs> up against their huh? <laughs> they had little hard hats on. Oh my god, that'd be so cute. Oh my god, it's like angry beavers. I'm pretty sure they wore a hard hat at one point in time. <laughs> they probably were angry. I they were construction think- workers. I don't think this is OSHA approved. This is so OSHA approved. Uh, you know how dangerous it. It, dangerous it is for a people? Like, of course we're going to make beavers do it. <laughs> Extra danger. They got little tiny hands. But they're so cute. You only have to pay them in wood. <laughs> so the timbers for the new dam were floated down the river from a railroad bridge upstream. And during all of these purchases, it was still used as a grist mill. So it's to ground flour. Okay. To make flour. In 1910, it was sold to the Dundee Hydraulic Power Company that decided to build a concrete dam. Oh. And in 1920, Detroit Edison acquired the rights to power the village, so they no longer needed the hydroelectric dam. Okay. So the mill stood abandoned until the 1930s. So it was abandoned from how long till the 1930s? Ten, ten years. About ten years. Okay. 1920s to the 1930s. In 1931, the village officials uh, voted to demolish the building and clean in like a cleanup campaign because like it had been abandoned and it had fallen to disrepair. Mm-hmm. But however, Henry Ford's just like, nah, bitch, that's mine. Oh. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I be Henry Ford. <laughs> I mean, you can't really argue with him. The nope. one guy that I talked to said that they've had, like, Henry Talks. Ford show up they've from talked time to, to time. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. We need to make friends with them and, like, go with them. They seem a lot cooler. I liked that guy. Yeah. He was cool. So, in 1935, Ford began work on the old mill. He stripped the building to its original timber frame and rebuilt along the old lines of the building and the old foundation and that was cut from the adjacent land um, and hand hewn <laughs> Okay. It was hand hewn um, <laughs> So <laughs> he, Henry Ford also added limestone to the structure and installed a turbine power GE generator and a steam power generator as well as a foundry and steam bo- boilers. The new factory was now part of the grand design for dotting the countryside with village industries. Okay. Uh, the Dundee plant produced welding tips for the Ford ma- uh, main factories. So, like, Henry Ford wanted to spread out, like, supplier bases right. to, like, help the economy in small towns kind of thing. But during the Depression era, 
because of Henry Ford, the plant really important to the local economy. Okay. And after Ford's death, Ford gradually withdrew its support of the village industries, and the plant was sold in 1954 to Wolverine Manufacturing Company. Okay. Then they made stuff there? Uh, they converted the plant into a paper mill to produce gasket material, which I didn't look up. Don't know what that means. Sure. It's a mill and a factory of things. Sounds, sounds industrial. It's very industrial. Much work. And in 1970, Wolverine sold the landmark to the village of Dundee for $1. Wow. Which was $6.50. Wow. Not that Today. much. <laughs> I don't think they were trying to make a buck, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> Dad puns. I loved it. So the mill stood unused for the next decade until 1981, when the Old Mill Restoration Committee volunteers overtook the task of turning the structure into a museum. Okay. So that's pretty much most of the history. Um, but there has been a death believed to be associated with the area. On July 14th, 1951, there was an accident with two brothers that drowned in the river basin. One of the brothers fell into the water when his canoe caught one of the hydraulic units in the water around the dam, while the other attempted to rescue him. From the news articles that I found, it didn't sound like they found bodies. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So I don't really know what happened there. But I don't know if they found the bodies or not. Okay. But, uh, so... There's a lot of things that can lead to the haunting energy in the building, and that is the numerous antiques that you and me have already discussed. Yes, there was a lot in that building. Yes. The old generator that is still on site is believed that the the spirits try to seek that energy from it. The old mill being made of limestone, which is said to have properties that can hold energies, which also attract a ton of spirits. And then the running water is also, like, the power flowing through the dam still is also another thing that attracts because of the energy. The um, investigator I talked to, too, I believe he said something about how they believe that the river um, is kind of like a highway for... To the danger zone? Like, for them to, like, travel from place to place. um, Because they think that they travel in between different buildings. Yeah. Using the river? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, there's a ton of EVPs recorded in the area. Electronic voice phenomenon. Phenomena. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, it's pretty much... So, in the basement, we're starting off in the basement. Mm. Yep. That's the room I noped out in. Yep. We'll talk about that after. I got one hour in. So, in the basement, with only two people present in the basement, they can, they asked, can you tell us your name? And the response heard was, coin face. Um, I think we literally heard that recording. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, the- it's all online. All of these recordings that I'm going to talk about are online. The investigator that we talked to was sh- literally, we sat down and he's like, let me, hear- let me give you all these recordings. He just kept playing them. Yeah. I'm pretty so, sure we heard that one. Yeah. You might have heard all of these because I got these all off the same website. I heard clean face when he played it, but oh. then when he said, we think it's coin face, I was like, oh, I, that's what I hear. That's That sounds uh, about right. Yeah. So, I get, you can all hear these and I'll see all of the pictures on the website. 
uh, well, on a website. I don't actually remember the website I got it from. But if you look it and if, you I'm see, sure like, a huge search, whole history. I'm sure if you search, like, the old mill museum, Detroit, or Dundee. <laughs> everything's Detroit and Michigan. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> EVPs. I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. So, a paranormal investigator asked one of the museum tour guides if the piping in the ceiling was new. And you could hear an old gentleman on the tape answering yes to the question with no men present in the basement. I also heard that recording. I Like I said, I'm pretty sure And I sure think, you... was it the lady, the lady who was there maybe was in, like, she was going to answer the question or something? We were, the lady, there was a lady who worked there who was in the room we were in, too. Probably, like, the museum tour guide. Yeah. Mentioned in this. I took all of the names out of this. That's fair. So, also in the basement during a private investigation, they were talking to um, one of those sound boxes. Um, neither one heard what it said, but it was trying to sound, they were trying to sound out what it said. And looking on the screen, because it uses the dictionary, it says Amy Lynn um, was the name that was printed out. And they're like, oh yeah, that's what we heard. I think um, they played that one for us too. I just want to tell you what ones that I actually heard in person. Yeah. And that one was um, a little harder, I think, to hear than the other ones. Yeah. I don't think it was as present because, like, you couldn't really hear it. You just kind of hear them talking. Yeah. Um, so, during an investigation, a wet, barefoot footprint appeared on the floor in the basement. No one was barefoot. And... It, like, if someone were to have messed with anyone, they were in a large group of people, someone would have literally needed to take off their shoe, step in a puddle that's all the way in the fucking corner, and hop over without their foot ever touching the ground, and then stepping their foot on the ground. So, th- them going unnoticed, I also have the photo of it. Oh, here. that's creepy. Yeah. So, this is just in the middle of the basement. And I don't like footprints. You know. So, maybe the ghost had sweaty feet. Ew. Um, he was nervous. He was so nervous. There were so many people coming to see Theo, him. Theo gets sweaty feet when he's nervous. <laughs> so cute. So, um, one of the first groups to investigate the museum in tw- May of 2011, they had a flashlight and a K2 meter set up on, like, it looks like a small table and or, like, storage containers. And so, they were asking, like... They were getting responses from the flashlight and the K2 meter. So like, hey, touch the flashlight, turn on the flashlight, turn off the flashlight, those situations. And um, someone was taking pictures of the flashlight and the K2 meter. And in one of the photos, it looks like there's a hand reaching for the K2 meter. And I also have the photo. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's like a blurry ghost hand. Devin's not looking. I'm going to show Michelle. (laughs) It went black. It's like a blurry something. It could be a hand. It, it, I I can see fingers in it. I mean, I'm blind as fuck now, so. Yeah. Bring it closer to my eyeballs. I can see, I can see like two, two fingers. It's salad fingers. <laughs> salad fingers. Salad fingers is there. So, outside, there's also a ton of evidence outside. Um, people have claimed to hear people ask, like, Shouting for help. So assumed to be the drowned victims. There is also... Someone has had their arm grabbed outside. There has been an apparition to the point where someone asked 
like someone asked them like where they drown you know like hey like they understood that they were a ghost you know okay where'd you die (laughs) and then there's been a full body apparition scene walking on the catwalk and a lady in white walking on water oh that's insane right so in the bar they were looking to try to see where they would put cameras for the night for an investigation and they had asked their median to like hey what's your opinion and she's like, oh, yeah, just put a camera here. And on she was holding a voice recorder. And on the voice recorder, it says one camera. So, like, maybe the ghost didn't want them to set up more than one camera. They're like, one camera. That's all you get. Or maybe they're like, really? Only one camera? <laughs> oh, some I'm snarky I'm the fucking ghost? star of this show. I want at least 30 cameras in this room. Man, but cameras are expensive. Um, <laughs> there's also been a recording of someone being told to back off. In the bar area, like back. Oh, I was thinking when I heard it, I was just like, um, "Excuse me, back off my bar, please." You know, I will get to you when I get to you. Back off, bitch. Yeah, yeah. In the banquet hall, uh, there is a group sitting in a living. At the time, they had like a living room set up for like pictures in the banquet hall. They all sat down in the couch area, and they seemed to have heard something um, to the left of them. They offered whatever was near them to sit down on the couch next to them, and they caught a picture of what appeared to be a hand floating closer to them. I do not have the picture, but yes. I don't like that. It's like a spell. The ghost put a spell on you? It's like a D&D spell. Oh Mage God, hand. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I can't help it. <laughs> Ghostly hands are creepy. <laughs> I want all my ghosts to have no legs and no arms. Oh, no, that's even creepier. Just, Just torso kidding. and head. <laughs> So, on the third floor, while investigating with a private group, they were standing in the middle of the room, and someone was holding a voice recorder in their hand, and it felt like someone was trying to pull the mic, the voice recorder, out of their hand, and on the recording, you can hear, like, um, a distortion or, like, rustle from someone trying to take the mic away from them. I definitely, I heard that one, too. Yeah. Did you listen to them? I didn't listen to all of them. I, there, there's a lot yeah a i lot heard that one and then the guy afterwards like something just tried to take my recorder <laughs> <laughs> so there are two ladies to the left the two ladies were left sorry <coughs> um at because they do a lock-in where you get locked in all night and apparently people nope out of that real quick because there was only two people left and they were on the third floor and it was about three thirty in the morning and they were asking questions when they heard a voice talk. Like, they were just sort of talking on the third floor. And they heard a voice talk over them saying, McMullen's a Jew. <laughs> Did we hear that one? And I don't understand it. Do you know more about um, that one? He told us that they think it could have been that there was, like, a postman. Was it a postman that was named McMullen back in the day that was Jewish? Oh, yeah? Or something like that. Um, There was another theory, too, and I can't recall the other theory, but it had something to do with racism. Like, well, yeah. calling out, you know. But there was, they, like, did some digging, and I think they did find that there was, like, a McMullen who had lived in the town. Yeah. So, we're going to go down to the second floor. So, during a public investigation, was asking several times for the spirit to come and join them for dinner. 
while standing around a dinner table set on the second floor. Um, later on, they all actually went downstairs to eat. Uh, they left the recorder upstairs recording, and it caught someone a ghost saying, I can't eat. I heard that one, too. Isn't that sad, that though? Sad. Um, and then another EVP is one that we caught ourselves. Apparently. Apparently. Are you ready? No. Where was it at? It was on the second floor. Um, Caitlin and I were standing, you know, where we had did the EVP session on the second floor where they had set up the EVP box near that, like, organ? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, we were standing there and Caitlin had just read to us, she had just read to us what the thing on mannequin in standing in the black dress. Was this after I left, like, when you guys were free walking? Yes. We were free walking on our own. It was just me and Caitlin upstairs on the second floor. Okay. Okay. So, because, like, the second they're like, hey, if you want to, like, go do your own thing, you can go do your own thing. And so me and Caitlin immediately went up to the third floor. Right. So these are the only record. I recorded the entire night, but since the dumb fucking spirit box was playing most of the time, like, you can't differentiate what was right real and what came from the spirit We'll box. talk about that in a second, too, like, what the spirit yeah. box was like. But So Caitlin and I are on... The second floor, next to the mannequin. All right, so are we all ready? Yes. So is this the one from second floor? This is from the second floor. Caitlin had just told me the little note that it said on the dress. About the mannequin. About the mannequin. And then I say something about the dress, and then you're going to hear something after it. Okay. Try to listen through the static. I try to clear it up as much as possible. Okay. Ooh, so fancy on Sunday, huh? Ooh, so fancy on Sunday, huh? Ooh, so fancy on Sunday, huh? Like a kind of whisper? Yeah, it's the whisper at the end. Do you hear what it's saying? I just hear yes. Yeah, that's all it's saying is yes. Yeah, I heard just a tiny little whisper. Yeah, it's just a little whisper, guy. He's a shy ghosty girl. Yeah, she used to wear it. But the thing is, so only me and Caitlin are in the building at this, like, well, on the second floor at this point in time. And everyone, we can hear people walking around really easily Yeah, in that building. Oh, I could hear them in the room I was sitting in. I could hear people walking around. Yeah. So, like, pretty much there was no one walking around around us. And, like, and then after that, which I couldn't clear up enough, so I just cut it out but after that i go i asked did you wear it to church because it's like a black dress yeah you know and there was a a small response that said no like same tone same volume same like voice yeah you know and i was just like i couldn't get the i might have to mess with it more later but i couldn't get the audio to clear up enough yeah for you guys to hear because every time everyone's just like everyone in the room is just like i don't (laughs) <laughs> right yeah so that's our evp we have oh. our first evp oh. uncomfortable but it's exciting yeah isn't it so exciting so that like when i heard that i go brendan was just sitting there playing red dead redemption i'm sitting there with my headphones and i go <gasps> and brendan goes what and i go hold on let me like try to like Clear this up a little so then you can listen to it. And he goes, okay. <laughs> like I honestly, if I was just listening to it by myself, I don't know if I would have noticed it. It was very quiet. Yeah. But I think you would have to be really listening. Yeah. 
So, yeah, no, the thing is, like, Brennan's like, how did you even catch that? And I go, I have no clue. Yeah. Like, when the first time I heard it, I was just like, is that someone responding to me? And so, like, I just did that, like, small section between my talking because, like, my recorder puts it into waveforms, but you don't see, like, a whisper. (laughs) You know? And that's not Caitlin's voice. We all know Caitlin. Um... Even though she was whispering a lot on the recordings, and I'm like, why are you whispering when she we're just... She didn't want to scare the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, but that definitely wasn't Caitlin's voice. But I guess let's talk about our personal adventure. Yes. So, we almost show up late for one. For one, we did. <laughs> but that was because Jesse, <laughs> we went to... The My Favorite Murder Live podcast show that night that she's wearing her shirt for right now. Look, it's all this. And <laughs> she so put cute. her keys in our ride's dash, dash like, what do you call in it? The glove box. Glove box, yes. And forgot them. Yep. And didn't realize until we're walking out the door and I'm like, fuck guys, I can't find my keys. <laughs> so luckily she lived close, but we were a little late. But it wasn't that bad because everyone was still like... Filling out their, like, little waiver papers and stuff. Yeah. So, like, we quickly filled out our little waiver papers. And... It was just me, Devin, Caitlin, and Jesse. Yes. The four of us. Just the four of us. Just the four of us. And so, pretty much, they immediately take us up to the third floor. Yes. First room. First room is the third floor. And they have the creepiest... Spirit box I have ever heard well, in my life. Well, first they didn't use that spirit box. They tried using a different one. Yeah. That they didn't like what was they coming out of it. They played it twice. They didn't hear anything. And they switched. Yeah. To a shitty app. Did Yeah, to an app. The app was creepy. Yes. The app is probably what made me know about the most. If they didn't keep playing that app, I think I would have been okay. Yeah. No, I would have been totally freaked out. But like whispering voices and then loud deep voices and then regular tone voices, but they were all just gibberish words and it was supposed to like put words together like for the ghosties were supposed to be able to put the syllables together and make words. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't like it. And so I had the recorder with me the entire time and we were in the large group and on the third floor it felt like something was following me around. I remember this from your A big like, it honestly, like, it felt like a seven-foot-tall person following me around. Like, a big, brooding, like, force behind mm-hmm. me. Like, the entire time on um, the, the third, third floor. floor. And, and the thing is, I kept turning around, and there's these two fucking mannequins behind me. But the thing is, like, you could still feel the presence there, and it wasn't the mannequins. Yeah. So, people kept looking over that way, though. Like, I kept noticing people, like... Yeah, no, there was something standing up there. And that was, like, initially when I when I first had gotten up there and I, like, settled down a little bit, you know? Because, like, oh, my God, walking up three flights of stairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, and I settled down a bit and I was just like, man, there's there is a really tall male presence behind me. Right. And, like, I know I can tell the difference between male and female presences, because I'm weird. You're weird. That's I'm okay. sensitive. That's okay. Um, so, pretty much, I just kept looking back at it, 
And then there was this mannequin in a wedding dress. <laughs> that mannequin was creepy. They were all creepy. All the mannequins were creepy. And so we stood up there for a little bit. And then we moved down to the second floor. And the, the, the male ghosty goo didn't follow us. Right. Um, but then... So they're still using the same awful spirit box on the second floor. And Caitlin Hurt swears she heard her, like, last, last name. name. Yeah. So it made her feel very uncomfortable. When Caitlin and I had first walked, because initially, since I did feel that presence on the third floor, that's what brought me initially back to the third floor when it was just me and Caitlin by ourselves. Right. Um, because I wanted to catch something. <laughs> And then, like, we're up there, and I'm like, man, no one's up here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't feel like anyone's up here anymore. So, we walk back down to the second floor, and I don't know, I don't remember exactly what I heard. I think I heard, like, a shift in the floorboards that wasn't us on the second floor. Um, I think Caitlin said that she had heard it, too. Yeah. She, she told me later that she had heard it. And so, I stopped, and then Caitlin, because I was leading and then Caitlin stopped behind me and Caitlin thought she had heard footsteps following behind us so that's pretty neat and then so like we're just we were just walking around looking at the antiques Mm -hmm. um and that's where I was like Caitlin had read out loud about the dress and then I had said about the dress and then we heard yes so the actual tour though we went like when I was still with you guys I stayed through most of the most of the actual tour part. Yeah. Um, so we went up to the third floor. Then we went to the second floor. Then they took us straight down to the basement because they kept asking the spirit box, like, do you want us in the basement? Do you want us in the basement? They're like, yep, we're going to the basement. Yep. So we went to the basement. That's where I ended up noping out. Like, got to be too much. I had to go upstairs. Yeah. So, like, and I completely understand that, too. And I sat on the... <laughs> When we made it down to the basement, I uh, I sat on the floor. Yeah, you did. And it felt like uh, I sat in cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, was just, I noped out of that because of spiders, not because of ghosts. Well, <laughs> and when, I didn't feel anything in the basement. When we first got down into the basement, we were standing there for a minute, and Caitlin was like, shine your flashlight on my hand. And I was oh, like... Yeah. Well, okay. So I had, at that point, I had turned my phone flashlight on because I was freaking out. So I shined my flashlight on her hand and she goes, it feels like my hand is burning. And she described it to me as like, later when we were talking about it, she described it as like a cat scratch feeling, like a feeling of like, you know, when you get scratched and then it burns for a little bit. Yeah. Like that's what she described it as feeling. But when we shined the flashlight on her hand, her hand looked normal. Like there was nothing on her hand. Her hand wasn't red. Like, Yeah. No, and, and, like, me and Caitlin, we explored around the basement after you guys left, and we ended up speaking with one of the investigators about another place that they investigate at, which I am 100% so totally foregoing to. Um, but, like, maybe we can talk to them about not using that, the spirit box? Yeah, that one was pretty creepy. Yeah, like, I feel like... I'd be fine if we just had, like, EMF detectors, maybe, like, did the whole flashlight thing, and a bunch of voice recorders. Well, that's what I, I also wish they would have done more, um, types, like, of communication. Yeah. Just experimented with it a little more. Um. But, like, I, I understand why for, like, a group that doesn't normally 
do it. Right. Because a spirit box is said right then and there. And right. It can be hear, heard right then and there. Right. So. I understand that too. Um, But yeah. So when I noped out, I went up to back to like the waiting room area and Devin came with me because she's a trooper. And I was like, I felt really awful about it. I was like, Devin, do not come with me. All dramatic. And like, I was like a Southern belle like wearing this long flowing dress. And I was like, don't, you can't. And she was like, girl, I can. This didn't happen. But in my mind's recreation, it totally did. Um, All right. So she came back with me. And as soon as I got back into the room, I was totally fine. Yeah. Like, I was not freaking out. I was literally having a full-blown panic attack in the basement. That's one of the reasons, like, I had to leave. Yeah. And then when I got back up into the room, I was like, fine. Took my coat off, sat my stuff down. was like, fine. Let's... Cool. And then I started talking to the investigator, and he played all those recordings for me. Yeah. And that was really cool. It was really interesting to hear. And then, you know, I kind of was just talking to him, like, what other things have you had here? Like, tell me some more stuff. Yeah. And that's what I was doing while Jesse and Caitlin was were exploring. That's what Devin and I were doing. We were talking to this investigator. Yeah. And we followed them to the banquet room, but once we got to the banquet room, they said that we can explore on our own. So, yeah, we went and explored on our own. My EMF detector never went off. I kept asking ghosts to hold my hand because I had the EMF detector out on my hand like a silver platter. <laughs> Please. Hold my hand is what I kept asking, but, like, it never went off. Um, and then when we joined you back at the, um, like, little waiting room area, waiting room area I'm just going to tell you a couple of the little things that the investigator told me. Okay. Whatever. So, he told me that there was a murder nearby, like, nine years ago. Like, recently. Oh. And it was of a little girl. She was five years old. Her name was Nevaeh Buchanan. Um, She was found... Oh, yeah. I told you to do that. (laughs) June 4th, 2009. So, like, two fishermen from the things I was reading found her body encased in cement along the banks of the river, the Raisin River, whatever it's called. Yeah. It was a cold case. It's not been solved. The investigator I spoke to said that he had an experience that he believes was her spirit. And it was like an office room where they don't normally do investigation stuff. And there was like a balloon in there and she kept moving the balloon like up and down. Yeah, she was playing with the balloon. Yeah. There was also, he told us about there's a lady in the basement who likes to hold on to his arm when he's down there. Yeah, I was there with you when yeah. he told us that. He told me about it first and then, like, I made him retell you. Oh, I right, yeah, that's true, because there was a picture evidence and everything, yeah. Yeah. So he said there's, like, you know, his arm would always be, like, colder in that spot. And there's a picture of it um, that they took on an investigation and where he it, she would have been holding his arm. There's, like, a weird green like unexplainable camera blob or camera something orb. yeah i guess that's the word i'm looking for it- orb <laughs> so it's just like right where it would have been on his arm and like the same arm she always grabbed and stuff yeah. i thought was pretty interesting i had him re- tell jesse and like show her the picture well yeah no because i'm so totally for it um he also said that they get a lot of children throughout the building like sometimes it's like groups of children sometimes it's like one or two at a time but they like come and go that's weird um he also said like i told you it already he's like he's had they've seen or heard henry ford's ghost at some point 
Oh, awesome. Like his spirit something. Is he mad that, like, his company fucking pulled out of the communities, like, after he died? Because I sure would be. I have no idea. I don't really know, like, fully. He just kind of mentioned it. And then he also mentioned that there were, um, ghosts in both the male and, like, female bathrooms. Yeah, he did. I don't remember their names. Do you remember the names of the ghosts? It was, like, one, like, knocks on the ceiling. Yeah. Um, That was the male ghost. Yeah. And it had a name, and I don't remember. I feel like the female ghost names was Martha. Martha? Lionel? Those are totally not their names, but... So Martha and Lionel are the ghosts of all the female <laughs> in the male bathroom. We just chose on new names. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of mostly the stuff we went over. Like, he showed me a lot of, like, the EVPs. He told me about, like, kind of some of the experiences that they had had in the building. A lot of them were just, like, the EVPs, I guess, because they, they investigate there a lot. But yeah, so we're, we were talking to, it's like three in the fucking morning. Oh, it was, it was. (laughs) And so we're talking to him and the way he was speaking, like he didn't straight out be like, I am a median, you know? He told me. Well. He told me before you got into the room. Yeah. Well, but the way he was speaking, like he didn't like straight up say that. Right. To me. And so like he just started telling stories and then like, oh, so like I felt this and I did that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm like, so, like, would you consider yourself a median? And he goes, I think, he says no, but, like, shaman-type median, I think is what, shamanistic. And so, pretty much, I asked him a bunch of questions about being psychic, pretty you much. You did. Because <laughs> I was so intrigued. Because everyone classifies themselves as differently, and everyone sees different things. Right. You know? So... Like, he said he visually sees, you know, like, the ghosts. Right. Other people hear the ghosts. Other people feel the ghosts. He said he also sees things like pictures, like the things that he, yeah. they want to tell him. Yeah. He had told me. He didn't specifically say he was, like, he was a median. He just kind of told me, like, everything he was saying described that. Yeah. And, and like, when he had told me that, I was like... God, I wish Jesse was in this room right now so that she could talk to this guy. And then, like, literally ten minutes later, you walked in. <laughs> and literally ten minutes later, I made him discuss it all over again. Yes. And so, like, I But asked, he seemed happy to do it. Yeah. He was really pleasant. Right? He was super so, friendly. And so, this is, this is where, like, the conversation turned from, like, I know you're interested to, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you have, like, a sensitivity to something. Yeah. Was when I started asking, like, I'm like, oh, how do you, like, I, I don't know the term I use, like, train or, like, how, like, were you born develop. with it? Yeah, how did you develop it? I think I asked if he was born with it or, like, he developed it. Right. And he he developed it. And that's when the things started, like, leading towards, like, uh, pushing me to do things, more or less just telling me about his life. And telling me, it was like... But you got to be careful. You have to be ready for it. And it did seem very pointed talking to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've seen and I've heard things and I feel things, you know. It's just like weird flashes of like, like if you were to blink kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so like it was really weird that it got really pointed at that. And the guy going like, well, you have to be ready because you see some pretty dark things. And I go, yeah, no, I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. And that's probably why, I guess, I'm not as sensitive as I feel like I could be. Yeah, you can't. 
not be ready. No, I'm definitely not, not for, ready. Not for that kind of stuff. Yeah. That stuff I would not be ready for it. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> but you've seen some shit too, so. I've felt some shit too. I've had some weird experiences in my lifetime that I can't quite explain. Yeah, so, long story short, that is the Old Mill Museum in Dundee, Michigan. And it was an experience. It was an experience. I'd go again. I might. I, you all know, and love, probably not by now, how terrified I am of everything. (laughs) So, it was, it was creepy. I think I would have been okay, like I said, if they didn't use the same spirit box app thing the whole time because it just got too creepy um i think it would have been okay but i think you would have been okay too like i on it like i was getting freaked out you know by the spirit box yeah i mean it was just the same like tones and they were creepy and then there was like whisper tones and it was like it was just not okay i didn't like that yeah but i'd maybe consider doing it again so we're going to conclude. We're going to end it here. Because um, this has been full episode length. and Yes. I mean, we had a lot of experience to tell you in one episode. And I think this is a good place to end it. Yeah. So, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please leave a awesome rating. Subscribe yeah. to the podcast. Write a review. You can find us on social media at you can find us on Twitter at the MFCast, Instagram at Marble Force Podcast, or you can write us in your personal experiences at marbleforcepodcast at gmail.com. We are about to record a listener episode, and we would First love episode. We would love for your stories to be in this, guys. Yeah, come on. Um, yeah. So you can also find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast. We'd like to give a special thanks to Jenna at Agenda on Instagram and Etsy. Yeah. And and another thanks to my cousin Cameron who did our music. Even though we didn't drive in, we're still waiting on our driving music. (laughs) Thanks, Devin. And Devin, who looks so fucking over us today. I think she's very warm like I am. I told boyfriends to turn off heat. Are you very warm? Yeah, it's very hot. It's very hot in here. And thanks, Michelle, for coming and sitting in with us. And you'll hear her on the listener episode. You will. That we're recording. Right now. Right now. Stay tuned. Don't tempt fate. By buying a livestock. Don't tempt eating your friends with livestock. Don't tempt fate by eating your friends with... Don't tempt eating your livestock friends? Don't tempt fate by eating eating your your friends friends. with your livestock pals. Uh, mm. Wait, don't tempt fate... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't tempt fate by sending your livestock to eat your friends oh yeah yeah don't, don't do that don't tempt livestock to eat your friends don't tempt livestock by eating your can friends can we just leave Goodbye. it as don't fate by eating your friends can we just can we just leave it at that no leave all of that in okay goodbye bye bye